What's good everybody? Hi, hello, and welcome to Comic Sessions. I'm your host, Sean Thompson. The one, the only, well, probably neither of those things. Fuck it. The one, the only. Um, so, we're gonna dive right into everything this week. I don't have any housekeeper or anything like this. Welcome to episode one. Thank you so much for testing it out and everything like that. I really appreciate you checking out the the podcast. And if you like what you're watching, please, please, please like and subscribe. And leave a comment below unless, of course, you hate it. Then just don't say anything. Just, just be cool. Don't be a narc. It's cool. Just shh. It's okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about what I read this week, what's new this week. Uh, so our first little segment is what's new this week. So uh, what I read was... Checking my iPad down below every once in a while. Uh, so I read Batman 79, Aquaman 52, Flash Forward number one, uh, House of X number five, and Spider-Man number one. Now that's J.J. Abrams' Spider-Man number one. Not spectacular Spider-Man number one. Not amazing Spider-Man number one. Not superior Spider-Man number one. Not Miles Morales' Spider-Man number one. Not uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one. Just... Spider-Man, number one, by director J.J. Abrams and his son, I forget the name of. I'm very sorry. I'm going to put a banner right here. Bink. Uh, that'll say his name. Um, so, without further ado, we will start with a quick little recap of Batman 79, what I thought, what my impression was. Uh, so, I really dug this issue. It was really cool. Um, this issue got back to... It wasn't super action it was a really slow issue. So if you're looking for something really, really punchy, you want to see Batman fight some bad guys, not this issue. Mm -mm. He fights like one bad guy. One. I'm not going to ruin who it was, though I could. But uh, basically this whole issue is just Bruce and Selina on vacation, kind of, sort of. They're not allowed to go back to Gotham because of, you know, Flashpoint Batman ruining things for Bruce. And then... Bane taking over the city and all the villains doing terrible things and all the, oh my god. There's a lot going on in Gotham. It's not good. But, nevertheless, they're on a sunny beach. They're doing shirtless push-ups with Selina doing some kind of weird plank yoga shit I can't do on Bruce's back while he's doing shirtless push-ups on sand. I don't It's all very, very jockey and confusing. But, they're doing that. It was a little boring. Honestly, I really dug it, but it was a it was definitely a slow issue. Um, but it, it was 100% necessary. After the events of the whole falling apart of their wedding and everything like that, this issue was really, really needed to get them back on track for, okay, we're together again. We need to figure out how we're going to take down Bane, what our next steps are. We both obviously still care for each other. The whole reason they split up in the first place was because Catwoman thought if they got married, uh, she would make Bruce happy, and Batman can't be happy, therefore they couldn't get married. And Bruce was having very, very similar misgivings because Bane was planting the seeds in each of their minds. Basically. Uh, that's really stripped down. I do suggest going back and reading this. Bane's not my favorite villain, but this arc is really, really upped his standing with me personally. Um, 
I'm a big Scarecrow fan, personally. Don't think he gets enough credit. Just saying. He's a real scary dude. The Scarecrow! <gasps> Needles for fingers. That's scary as shit. Um, but that's basically it. And we, we see a ton of Bruce's character growth in this. He basically goes from grumpy man-child whose parents died to really learning how to care about somebody else and how to how to move forward and everything like that. Uh, so I, I really dug this issue. Um, wasn't my favorite of uh, Tom King stuff, but definitely, definitely worth a read. Um, I'm going to skip over Aquaman 52 just because, just for the sake of time and stuff like that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, but we're gonna get into Flash Forward, uh, because, holy shit, Wally West is back, kids. Fastest man alive. Wally West is fucking back! Which might explain why you can't get a date. Uh, so basically, we got Wally in prison, right near the start. We kick off with some cosmic being I don't remember the name of currently, so, you know, correct me in the comics, but be nice about it. Um, but yeah, we basically get... This whole issue, Wally just becomes DC's Fantastic Four, all by himself. Basically, Fantastic Four go out and save universal issues. Basically, summarized very, very quickly. Um, and in this issue, big giant cosmic being comes down, finds Wally West in jail, almost being shivved by super-powered crazy people while he's wearing a collar because of the events of Heroes in Crisis. And he goes, not nah, fuck them. You get your powers back. We're going to break this collar. Have fun. And then, while he's like, he's still shaken. He's like, I could blow up at any minute and kill a whole bunch more heroes. I almost lost my iPad right there. That was horrifying. Um, but yeah, he's, he's really freaking out because he's like, oh, shit. Shit can hit the fan again. I'm saying shit a ton. Um, but he's basically like, yeah, things could go bad again. I killed a lot of my friends who were good people. Uh, I, I don't want to do that again. I just want to serve my time in jail, stay in jail, that kind of thing. And the being, the multi-dimensional being is just like, nah, fuck that. You don't have a choice. I wasn't asking you to do this thing. You're just doing this thing. Uh, so he just goes, and Wally West is gone. Gone to a different universe. One that he's got to save from the dark multiverse that's encroaching on are the main 52, uh, you, it's hard to keep track between Marvel and DC and their multiverses, but 52 is the right number. Um, uh, basically, it just sends them out to try and save some of those 52 universes from, uh, from, from destruction from the dark multiverse that's still encroaching because of the events of DC Comics Metal. Man, I pulled that together. Woo! Hot damn! Hot damn! Uh, so yeah, that's it. But the last panel, spoilers ahead. I'm going to give you plenty of warning before I talk about this. But holy shit balls! So where Wally West ends up, we see motherfucking President Superman, Black President Superman, with his all tattered up shit going, stand back, citizen, basically. As Wally West shows up, he's like, what the fuck is happening? And then it cuts. That's the end of the issue. It's so great. I love this issue. It's a great setup for exactly what I wanted from Wally. I wanted to see more Wally West. Wally West is my favorite Flash. Barry's a little boring for me personally. Wally's got a little more charisma. 
is very much why I prefer Dick Grayson to Bruce as Batman. It, there's a little more character there. He's a little more interesting. Um, so I really wanted more Wally West, and I am getting it. I am fucking thrilled. Uh, so that's that's the gist of Flash Forward. I don't want to... I don't want to ruin things for people. I want to say what I'm super excited about, and this is this is what I'm super excited about. Flash Forward was great. Um, so let's get into Marvel Comics. Let's get into House of X. By far my favorite comic I am reading currently. House of X and Powers of X have been amazing. Jonathan Hickman is killing it again. He is destroying the comics market. Uh, so... He gave fucking Golden Balls a purpose. Golden Balls. The guy who just makes Golden Balls. That was his power. That was it. Uh, so, Jonathan, Golden Balls has a purpose. So, basically, those fucking balls were eggs. <laughs> they were all eggs. <laughs> so, if you're not caught up on Heroes, or, uh, fucking House of X and Powers of X, basically what's going on is... We get Charles Xavier with a weird helmet that's Cerebro that's got a big X on his face. And he, uh, what's her name? Moira McTaggart has been going through her many lives to retry to get everything to work out right for the X-Men. I'm trying to think so hard about all the shit and there's so much. It's so good. Um, I'm talking very fast because there's, again, it's, it's so much. Um, so, basically, very, very surface level. Moira McTaggart keeps going back in her many, many lives because she's a mutant. And the most recent one, which is the one we're following in the House slash Powers of X storyline so far, she warned Xavier about what's going on. He teams up with Magneto and uh, Mr. Sinister. They form... Mr. Sinister makes a DNA bank of all of the mutant powers. Uh, or all of the, the mutant's DNA. So that... And we... We didn't know why. That was in Powers of X number four, I think. Um, but there's no, there's no real reason, no, no drive given other than, yeah, it makes sense to want to preserve the DNA of all mutants. That just, that follows. Um, so, we get, we, we finally understand why in this issue. In this issue, it's revealed that golden balls can make little eggs. Uh, Proteus, I believe, can make them viable. Um... Oh, God. They use, like, four more or less no-name mutants and then Hope Summers. So I'm trying to remember the other two. And I'm not going to. Basically, we got Golden Balls making eggs. Uh, Proteus making them viable. Someone, uh... Oh, God. How did this work? I don't remember. One of them speeds up time and one of them does something else. Basically, it makes a clone of the body of whatever mutant they are trying to recreate. Then uh, Hope Summer basically coordinates it all so that it can work out perfectly. So she becomes the leader of the five, as they call them. And then uh, Charles Xavier comes in and he just goes, and he implants the memories of the mutants because it turns out Cerebro had a secondary purpose. It wasn't just for finding mutants. It also basically stored an identical copy of their brain in it so that he could supplant it later into these clones and bring back whoever died. So when Cyclops, Nightcrawler, all the others who went on the mission 
into space to destroy the... Fuck, what was it called? Mother Mold, I believe. Uh, when they all died, trying to destroy the Mother Mold. They just bring them back. So, this basically, this issue set up all mutants to be immortal. Like, Charleston just keep bringing them back. Mind fucking blown. Shit. <laughs> Ow! Um, so, yeah, that, you would think that that would be all they do in this issue. That they go, holy shit, look, we can bring the mutants back forever. Nope, you would be wrong. Because <laughs> after that, not only are they naked and, like, held up as gods throughout all of... I can't say what it... I, I can't pronounce it. The place that all the mutants are now. Um, uh, but we get Mr. Sinister and fucking Apocalypse just show up through the teleportation thingies. And at first you think, holy... Uh, is Apocalypse going to fight people? Are we, are we doing this again? And nope. He's just like... This is all I wanted for mutants. I, I was trying to make you the strong... It was survival of the fittest because I knew the mutants were the fittest. I wanted us to have our own land, govern ourselves, and be in charge. And he got it, man. Jeez. So, yeah. That's kind of where we leave off is Apocalypse being cool with Charles and Magneto and all the rest of mutant kind just kind of hanging out in their own nation. Which is really cool. And a little bit of spoilers for the future... Uh, it has been kind of announced that as of, I think it's House of, or Powers of X number five, mutants will be the dominant species on the planet. Or no, House of X number six, maybe? One of those two. Within the next two issues of this kind of back and forth series, mutants will be the dominant species on the earth. They'll no longer be facing extinction and stuff like that. They will be the top they will be the dominant species which is really cool because we haven't had storylines like this we've had things take away mutants and stuff like that but we haven't had mutant kind rise up and be the dominant species because realistically if someone could shoot laser beams out of their eyes right now man would we all be dead um now probably my favorite comic of the week honestly i did not expect to like this comic at all uh, but we're going to talk about J.J. Abrams' Spider-Man number one. And fuck if I didn't take this comic. It was it was really cool. Uh, so big spoilers ahead. I'm going to... This one I am going to spoil completely. Except for... Man, no, fuck it. I'm going to spoil everything. Um, but... Uh, so in this one... This is fucking dark. And Spider-Man comics are dark. A lot of times. People think they're happy-go-lucky because of the movies and because of Spider-Man being a kid. Spider-Man comics are fucking dark. Uh, so within the first, I want to say, three pages of this one, Mary Jane dies fighting some dude named Corpsus, I believe his name was. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man's fighting Corpsus and Mary Jane tries to help and she gets fucking impaled. Three pages in. Three! May it might have been less, but still... What the fuck? That can't... That sideswiped the shit out of me. Uh, so... Immediately after, more or less, we get a time jump. One eternity later. We go 12 years into the future, and we see little Ben Parker. Not Uncle Ben. Little Ben. That is Peter Parker and Mary Jane's kid. 
this little red-headed kid. He's cute as shit, I'm not going to lie. Um, but we get him in school, and he sees some kid getting bullied and stuff. And he jumps in to try and help. And he beats the crap out of the bully. And then immediately gets sent to the principal's office. And then fucking Peter shows up. And we find out Peter's missing an arm. He gets his arm cut off against corpses, apparently. Um, we can see it was kind of mangled before, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but during, after the, they leave the principal's office, we find out that Peter's not really around for his kid anymore. He's doing, I guess, report, he said on assignment at one point, so I think he's doing reporter things, probably for the Daily Bugle or somebody else. Um, so he's doing that, and he's just not around. And he hasn't told his son he's Spider-Man, either. Spider-Man hasn't been around for the 12 years. I guess he hung up the the leotard after what happened. So he, he, he's not been around. He hasn't told his son and stuff like that. And his son's manifesting spider powers. Like when he beats up the bully, he literally throws him through a wall. And then uh, they have kind of a falling out in the car on the way home after the principal's office. And the uh, little Ben is just like, I'm just going to keep calling him little Ben. Uh, but Lil Ben is basically just like, let me out here. I can walk from here. You got to get plane to catch. Let me out. Bye. Bye, Dad, who isn't here. Um, so Ben tries to walk in. He grabs the doorknob uh, to get into Aunt May's place, whose Aunt May's been taking care of him because this, like, 300-year-old fossil is still alive somehow. Um, and he goes to open the door, and his hand's stuck to the doorknob. So we're, we're seeing him getting spider powers and stuff like that. Uh, so... Uh, May kind of sees this. She knows Peter's been Spider-Man, so she talks to Peter a little bit, but then she points Ben towards the attic and just goes, oh, I'm going to go to bed, dear. You have a look under the floorboards. Check this box. Underneath the pictures, underneath this, underneath a bunch of stuff. And underneath all of that, he finds the tattered Spider-Man uniform. And that's basically the last panel in it. Um, we get a little glimpse of corpses I think a little earlier seeing he's still around just not doing shit but the last uh, the last thing that stuck in my memory at the very least was Ben holding up this tattered Spider-Man outfit going whoa kind of thing so he's realizing kind of what's happening to him and that's why it was my favorite issue it was dark it was gritty there was great action scenes it's fucking phenomenally drawn um but yeah, that's what's new this week. Alright, next we'll get into the news. Let's get into the news next. So, first thing on the docket. We got James Tinian the... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Man, I mess up his name every time I try and say it. But y'all know who I'm trying to talk about. We got James the Fourth. Uh, he's going to be writing Batman in 2020. That's cool. He's been writing, um, most recently, his new thing is Something is Killing the Children, and it was amazing. If you're not reading that already, get on it. It's on, like, its fifth printing? It's it's super good. He wrote Justice League. He's wrote a ton of stuff, but he is he's a great writer, and I'm super excited to see him on Batman in 2020. He's, uh, he is replacing Tom King, which is a little sad for me because Mr. Miracle was an amazing run. Batman's been super great, but... It's always good to, to freshen things up, I think, and get a new new perspective, a new writer in on everything. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, additionally, we got a Nightwing costume. Check this out. How cool is that? Look at that ass! 
Sorry, that was kind of excessive, but damn. Damn. Uh, so yeah, we got a new Nightwing costume in Titans, and it looks amazing. Uh, we got the, the behind kind of picture, which is the more important one in my opinion. Um, on I want uh, on Thursday, and then today Friday for me uh, as of shooting, uh, we got the front one and it looks great. Honestly, I have no complaints. Nightwing's I've been wanting to see Nightwing in in a in a live action suit and as a real part of the DC kind of live action universe since I first saw Batman and Robin with them nipple suits. Um, so, I'm excited to see Nightwing, and I think the suit looks great, personally. I love the behind-the-scene photos from new, from uh, Titans. I almost said the new Teen Titans, but that's not what it is. Uh, from Titans, I think it's great. Uh, I love the first season, season, oh God, first season of Titans. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm thrilled. Uh, again, I, I'm, I'm just excited about comic stuff, so... Color me impressed. They're putting Nightwing in things. Um, into a little Marvel news really quickly. I'm not going to linger on this since it is Batman Day. But there's been this photo floating around. There's an interview about it. Uh, I first saw it at comicbook.com, so give credit where credit is due. I checked Twitter. Um, but uh, Carol Danvers getting dark. Apparently she's going to kill an Avenger. I, I didn't read too much into this. I just kind of saw the headline and thought, holy shit. They're making Carol... Like, she's... Civil War 2 was kind of an interesting storyline for Carol because she kind of took over Tony's side of things and Tony took caps. It was... It was everything kind of went... Uh, but, yeah. Apparently she's going to she's gonna kill some people and eventually lead up to the last Avenger, which I assume is going to be her. I don't know. It Um... So yeah, that was kind of cool. Uh, we also got some Suicide Squad casting stuff. Um, so we got... I'm not going to go in through the whole thing. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you who who was cast or anything. You can check that out. I'll put the... I'll, I'll, you know what? Just look at here. Look right here. Here's a list. There you go. Alright, you good? You got to look at that? Maybe pause it if you, if you haven't already. Uh, but yeah, we got this cool cast and... Man, it looks great. The I don't. I'm very torn on how I think the movie's gonna go based on the last one. But James Gunn is is great, and Edris Elba's great, and Margot Robbie's great, and Peter Capaldi's great, and maybe this will be great. Maybe it could be. I, please, it could be. Let's just let it be great. Okay. Good. I'm glad. Um, I got two more things real quick for you on news. Now, I didn't cover everything in the news. I just wanted to cover some stuff that kind of caught my eye. So, these last two things, they're quick. One of them is real exciting. One of them is moderately exciting if you're 12. Uh, and that moderately exciting thing if you're 12 is that Batman is in Fortnite now! Let's get hyped for Batman and Fortnite. We got so many skins, I'm going to have to jump back in and just download these things and then never play Fortnite ever. Um, not that I don't enjoy Fortnite, I cannot build anything. Like, I sit there and I twiddle my thumbs and I'm like, <laughs> It doesn't work for me. Uh, I just get shot immediately. 
So, it's not as exciting for me, but I'm sure tons of people are excited about it, and I'm happy that they're excited about it. Uh, so yeah, we got we got some cool stuff coming in there. I really hope they kind of embrace all the Batman stuff and throw the like grappling hooks back and batarangs instead of grenades and like really go all in for it. But we'll see. I'll probably jump in for a little bit and yeah, check that out. I mean, they put Batman in a thing, so I kind of have to. Uh, and then the last thing, which is probably the most exciting for the most fans out there, is that Tom Welling has been cast as Superman in the Arrow vs. Crisis event. This is super exciting. He was the he played Superman in Smallville. So anybody who loves Smallville and loves seeing Superman in that, he's gonna be in Crisis. They are really just throwing everybody at this. They also got Lois and um, oh man, I forget, but I'm gonna put it here because I'm gonna remember later. Um, slash I'm gonna Google. I am 100%. I have no shame. I am going to Google it, and that is what's going to happen. Uh, so yeah. Uh, they put they put the Smallville actor Tom Welling as Superman in this crisis event. Now, is he going to be wearing the black suit? I don't know. But I'm excited just to see it. And I'm excited that all the Smallville people are getting... Like, everybody who loves any show that's been on... Like, they're... Kevin Conroy's going to be in this as Batman. Motherfuckers, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm not big on the Arrowvers. I love Flash. And I liked um, Legends of Tomorrow. But... Arrow seemed like a cut-rate version of Batman to me, and it seemed weird that they were doing it. But, you know, I was cool with it. It was fine. Supergirl seemed great, but it wasn't for me. But this this event might have me watching everything just to catch up. And that's that takes a lot, but they're throwing everybody at this, and I'm super excited. I can't wait to see how, how this all turns out, how close to the comics they are, how, how much energy they put towards it honestly that's the one thing i'll give the arrowverse is they put a lot into that they made it their own thing it's just like gotham never stuck with me because i it was an elseworlds comic to me it wasn't i it, i just didn't care i was seeing all these villains and no batman and thinking oh they did this better in gotham central uh but you know they they may have me with this arrowverse one i'm uh, i will probably check it out uh and that's the news this week all right, so let's talk about what I'm excited about. Let's talk about my poll. All right, so my poll list this week, uh, we'll start with DC, because why not? They're DC. Uh, so I'm just going to go over quickly what is on my pull list and then what I'm excited about, which isn't something I'm getting. It's just something I think will be cool for a lot of people. Uh, so on my pull list, we got Batman Beyond number 36. We got Batman Curse of the White Knight number three, which has been a great series by Sean Murphy. Um, super cool series. I've been really digging it. Uh, and we got Detective Comics number 1012. Jeez, those numbers are getting up there. Jesus. So many. That's so many comics. Um, so yeah, that's just really quickly what I'm looking, for, what I'm looking forward to from DC. Uh, we'll get into Marvel next. Just because, again, I'm, I'm going to kind of go a little bit more quickly over this. Just because I don't have all the information. Uh, but some things that I'm... You'll get it. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know when there's something that I'm really excited about. Uh, so, from Marvel Comics, we got Powers of X number 5. Which is... It's looking pretty cool. But we also got Strike Force. And this is one of those comics that I'm, I'm, actually, I'm really excited at looking at. 
So I'm going to more or less let you know kind of what the description of it says. So it says, a new threat is secretly taking over the planet. And the more people who know about it, the more powerful the threat becomes. Blade dealt with this threat once before and hoped to never deal with it again. He can't bring the Avengers in on this, not just for their own safety, but for the safety of everyone on Earth, so he must recruit a team uh, who's accustomed to darkness, a strike force. Uh, so he gets uh, Blade, Angela, Spider-Woman, Wiccan, and the Winter Soldier. Uh, sorry, that's not all. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Monica Rambu and Damon Halstrom join forces to fight the fights that no other Marvel team can take on. Geez, I started through a lot of that, but man, am I excited. It's got superpowers and supernatural stuff and hell and vampires and Wiccan, who's awesome, uh, and Spider-Woman, who's also awesome. Uh, it's just, it's gonna, I, I personally think it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be in the vein of Spirits of Vengeance, if, like, my initial vibe of the book kind of matches, which was a cool idea that didn't, it didn't catch me quite right, but this one looks like it might get its hooks in me, especially since it's got a more, more supernatural, less monstery kind of vibe to it. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, next I'm going to jump up to Dark Horse Comics, who's got uh, Ether: The Disappearance of Violet Bell. Um, so, uh, again, quickly I'm going to run down the description of it. Um, so, the Fairy King's daughter is missing. The only portal jumper, Boone Dias, Dias? Dias, uh, can track her down. Jumping from one magical crime scene to another, he uncovers a bizarre plot featuring assassin eggs, weird pirates, ice deserts, and more noir absurdities. Now, this sounds right up my goddamn alley. Diagonally. This is fucking, um... Fairy, or Fairest? Was the, Jesus Christ, why can't I think? This sounds right up my goddamn alley. Diagonally. It's got monsters and it's got, I know that I just said I dug more supernatural, less monster, but I like my fairy tale monsters. I really dig orcs and dragons and fairies and trolls, and goblins, and I'm talking about a lot of things that are very similar, but different sizes, but that's okay, because I'm very excited about this. Uh, it, it seems really cool, the art looks awesome. I, I didn't look into who wrote it, but I'm gonna toss that right here. Um, so check them out. Uh, I'll put a link up actually here as well, and we'll get both of those things here. So you get all of the information right here, right there. Look at that, look at Editing, killing it. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I'm excited about from Dark Horse. And now probably the, the one thing I'm looking forward to probably most of all next week is actually from Vault Comics, which isn't a publisher I normally read too much of. Um, just just out of I I'm a DC kid. I like my superheroes. I like some supernatural stuff, but some horror comics and stuff like that, but I tend to go image or dark horse for that, but Vault got me with this one. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, and this one's called The Plot. Um, so, the thing that really got me about this is it's the first of Vault's Nightfall line, which is basically a seasonal comic line they're doing annually. So every October-ish, they're gonna do, or every fall, I will say, not October. Uh, they're gonna do, at least they're planning on doing, um, this Nightfall line that's 
spooky comics. It's gonna be kind of horror slash darker themed comics, which seems really, really cool. That's a great idea. Like every every publisher does your Christmas comics, your Thanksgiving, like your they do these weird little annuals or weird little one-offs. But to do a whole line that's just one thing themed around a, a season, that's awesome. I think I think that's a great idea. Um, so quickly to read down the plot of the plot. See what I did there. Uh, so what we got here. In order to receive, first you must give. When Chase Blaine's estranged brother and sister-in-law are murdered, he becomes guardian to Mackenzie and Zach. Uh, the niece and nephew he hardly knows. Uh, oh god, I lost my place immediately. God damn it. Seeking stability for the children, Chase moves his newly formed family to his ancestral home in Cape Augusta, which overlooks a deep black bogland, teeming with family secrets. Man, checking out the art for this, and please do, I'm gonna throw it up really quick. This is the art for this. It looks stunning. It looks so dark, so gritty, but also just so interesting. It was featured in the New York Times very recently, and it just, it looks great. Honestly, I cannot give the artists and writers and everything like that enough praise. They did, it looks, uh, I haven't read it yet. So I'm hyping up a thing I have not seen, uh, which is always kind of risky. That's what I did with Batman vs Superman and was slightly disappointed. Um, but honestly, I think this looks great and I'm very, very excited to watch it or to read it. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's the last of what I'm I'm super hyped for. The only other thing uh, that I'm not personally excited for, but I know a lot of people are, and I, I'm really excited that it will exist, is Harleen, which is a DC Comics Black Label book that's coming out next week. Um, I don't know too much about it, because again, it's not for me, but uh, I will toss a link out for it, and here's, a, here's an image of it as well. Uh, it looks really interesting. Again, I'm not a big Harley Quinn slash Joker fan. Um, I think they're very interesting characters and everything like that. They're just... They don't grab me the same way some of the other villains and stuff like that do. Joker, to me, is very, very interesting, but not... I don't know. He just doesn't grab me the way some of the other ones do. And that's my opinion. Uh, I'm sure people in the comments are going to hate me for that. But that's okay. You're, you're entitled to your opinion entirely, and I respect it. I just... just not my favorite. That's okay. Um, but yeah, definitely check out Harleen if you're interested. Uh, it looks really cool. The art looks great. And Black Label's been great. Um, Superman Year One is awesome. Uh, Curse, uh, no, Curse isn't on there, but uh, Batman Damned is, and it looks it's great. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's all that I'm getting next week, and that's my pull. Um, so, that's the end. And here we part. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell if you want to see more from me, Sean Thompson, talking about comics and stuff like that. And don't forget to leave a comment down below. Thanks so much.